What's shaking fire nation JLD here and welcome to episode 1621 of EO fire where I am chatting with today's most inspiring entrepreneur seven days a week knock over that domino fire nation start your chain reaction of awesome with thefreedomjournal.com. Now let's chat with today's featured guest Josh Muccio. Josh are you prepared to ignite I am. Yes. Josh is the creator of The Pitch Podcast, a Shark Tank-like show where entrepreneurs pitch for investment. He built his first business right out of college, and then he sold it three years later. He is a husband and father of two, soon to be three, and he loves to ski, travel, and taste many wines and considers himself a coffee snob. Josh, take a minute and fill in some gaps from that intro and give us a little glimpse of your personal life. Yeah, sure. So I live in Sarasota, Florida. Uh, Our show is based in San Francisco, though. So uh, what it means is we'll do a we'll record an entire season of the show in like two or three days. So we'll batch things and then we'll spend the next couple of months creating the story for each episode. So basically, that means I wake up, I go to my uh, fourth office or fourth bedroom and uh, I get work done. We go through scripting, multiple revisions, of every single episode for each script. Uh, then, you know, there's several different stages to how we go through crafting each episode. Um, but yeah, it's just me working in my boxers. Well, that's not a bad thing. And you get to be a coffee snob while you're doing it. So what exactly <laughs> does that mean? Like, how are you a coffee snob? I just don't like... So the absolute opposite of a coffee snob is someone who drinks Starbucks coffee. Oh, no. I literally I have drink... a cup of Starbucks in my hand right now. <laughs> okay. Well, what, what is your drink of choice? Well, I'm just not a coffee snob. I just uh, I, I do a Keurig just because I'm lazy and you know I just do whatever works. And so I get the little Sumatra dark roast K-cups and that's how I do it, which makes me, I think, the opposite of a coffee snob. <laughs> well, it's okay. My wife does it too. Uh, I just think coffee. You know, they make Starbucks coffee so you can put sugar in it and stuff, and that's how it tastes good. Uh, but I remember my first experience with a really, really good coffee was a nitro cold brew in Park Lake or um, Salt Lake City, Utah, and it just changed my life. And so what do you do now to make sure that your coffee lives up to your taste buds? <laughs> so I have a cold brew coffee maker in my house. And so what we'll do is I'll ground, you know, grind literally like 12 ounces or a pound of coffee at a time, put it in this big, like two gallon jug, let it sit overnight um, out on the counter uh, in the grounds, and then I'll strain that. And it's just, it's less acidic. To me, it tastes really good. Um, and so we'll put that in the fridge and I have coffee for the week. Oh. My wife, my wife nukes it in the microwave and has hot coffee, and then I just pour it over ice and have a cold, cold brew. <laughs> I'm just too lazy for that. I'm not going to lie, but it sounds like if you can batch it like you do and do it for the hey. whole week, then maybe I can get into that mindset. I'll, I'll try. I'm lazy too. That's why I do it. <laughs> That's true. So let's talk about your area of expertise besides, of course, making a great cup of coffee for the entire week. What would you say <laughs> the area that you specialize in most is? In just a couple sentences. So I'm going to name two, and then you pick the one you like best okay. for your listeners. Number one, I'm really good at crafting a story out of a pitch from someone where there's seemingly no story whatsoever. Okay. Uh, if you've known, I'm sure you know, <laughs> entrepreneurs can tend to ramble about their stuff. <laughs> well, <laughs> rambling entrepreneurs is my worst enemy. So, you know, that's the big process for us is cutting that out, finding the story uh, in the weeds, uh, you could say. And then the other thing I do is I help entrepreneurs with their pitch to investors. I help them to keep from rambling and find out what is really, really unique about their pitch specifically. 
because um, that seems to be the thing that um, can cause results when they're raising funds. Okay, so let's go with that one. Let's go with the second one about raising <laughs> funds. And specifically, what's one thing that we probably don't know about raising funds, about pitching investors that we should know as entrepreneurs? I think people tend to go to entrepreneur to, to investors specifically, and they pitch, this is the next Uber. This is the next Facebook. This is a billion billion dollar opportunity. And like, they don't want to hear that. You have to start small. You have to start with the granular idea of what it is you're actually doing. What's the problem you're solving? And if you can solve one tiny problem and then tell them how that's a big problem that deserves, you know, the next 10 years of your life's attention and their money to help fund that idea, then you've got something. Um, but you have to start with the actual practical thing of what's the problem you're actually solving. Yeah, I think it was Paul Graham that said, you know, show me 10 customers. Like, I don't want to see the hypothesis of 10 million customers. I want to see 10 real customers right now. Show me those. So start small. And Josh, let's kind of talk about what you consider to date your worst entrepreneurial moment. I mean, your life's worst is probably ahead of you, so don't let that freak you out. But let's just talk about to date what your worst moment is. Tell us that story. Believe it or not, my worst moment was came immediately after my best moment. It came immediately after I sold my business in 2014. Uh, I had spent three years building it, built it up, and you know we were working for probably about a year before we sold it and finally let go of it. And it was just this huge high, you know, money in the bank, like. I'm sure it's a lot of entrepreneurs' dreams to sell what they have and to live completely financially free. And I don't know, maybe it's because of my age, but I didn't really want to live financially free. Like I realized that the day after, I was like, oh, shoot, what, like, what do I do? Like I woke up and I, I didn't know. And that sounds amazing, right? Well, it's amazing for a little bit. And then I realized like, what am I doing? So I, I immediately tried several different things at once, tried to get some stuff done and nothing was working. Nothing was getting traction. And I wasn't making any money. And I, I came face to face with this hard fact. And I think a lot of people will probably relate to this in that they draw their value as a person from the money they're making. And I think especially for me as a man providing for my family, I felt so worthless because I wasn't making any money. I was doing all this stuff and it just would I would, I would, it made me work constantly because I felt like I was not, I wasn't providing properly and that it drove me to a, a bad place and, and made me realize like, I can't like, I know I need to make money and that's important, but there has to be something else that I can draw my significance from because a lot, some of the best things that you build aren't going to make money from day one or even year one or year two. And you have to be, find a way to essentially cope with that. So that was a really rough moment, and I can talk about you know how I came out of that. This has really been a theme, Fire Nation, over the last few episodes. If you've been listening to these, relevancy is important. It is super important. You will lose your identity. You will lose your relevancy in life if you don't have that next step plan. If you think that the finish line is selling your company, is making a ton of money, is doing X, Y, and Z, it's amazing in the moment, but then you wake up the next day like Josh and like some of the past guests that we've had this exact same topic about, relevancy is so important. As humans, we need goals. We need progress. It is important. Yes, money is important. So if you need to cash in, do so, but do so with a plan so that you can remain relevant. And Josh, what is one takeaway that you want to make sure that we, the listeners, get from that worst moment you experienced? 
I think the biggest takeaway is you have to find some value in your life that's bigger than just monetary value. Um, and I think that should drive kind of your goals it is essentially your bigger purpose statement. And, and for me, that statement needed to be huge. It couldn't be five or 10 or 15 or 20 years. It has to be something that I can pour my lifetime into. Um, I, I have a theory about where people, why people have midlife crises. And I think it's directly related to living a life that doesn't have a big enough vision mm. and then freaking out about halfway through your life when you realize living day to day, supplying your own needs, meeting what was next was needed to be done in your life. Like you weren't, there was no bigger goal. There was no bigger purpose. And so coming face to face with that, obviously there's a lot more that goes on in, yeah. in a midlife crisis, but it's, it's intrigued me and it's made me try to think, how can I think bigger about my life and how can that big goal dictate what I do every day or what are my goals for the year? It's a really interesting philosophy in Fire Nation, something to think about for those of us that are coming into our midlife. I mean, I'm 37 now, so I'm kind of feel like I'm moving pretty quickly in that direction. Or if you're in your midlife or later, you've probably experienced something like that, some thoughts, and guess what? It's never too late to start that big vision because who knows what will happen? Who knows what legacy you'll be able to pass forward and pass on? So Josh, let's shift now and talk about what you consider one of your greatest ideas to date, which of course you've had a lot of, but What's one that really took off? Walk us through that process, that story. So that's really interesting because the pitch season two, which I think you promote a little bit, just launched. And we started this podcast, The Pitch, in 20, so maybe a year after I sold the business. So this was 2015. And it was because somebody approached me and said, Bill, you know, I want to start a podcast like Shark Tank. You seem like you're doing this cool thing with another podcast I was doing at the time. And I said, man, that podcast I'm doing is going nowhere. I want to start the podcast like Shark Tank. And we did it for a year and it was massively successful by most podcasters standards. Uh, but I, I wasn't really happy with it. I felt like we were failing and that we could do better. And so I had this moment where I said, like, we're either going to do this thing 100 percent, had this conversation with my wife and she quit her job and joined my company. And, and this is last year. And we decided Let's make the show we're doing real. Let's stop dancing around it and making everything theoretical uh, about investing. And let's find investors who will actually invest in companies on our show um, and come through on the. So it sounds like it wasn't this big epiphany. It was like, it's like, I'm not following through on what I'm promising to people when I say we're the Shark Tank podcast. Let's, let's see what happens if we actually follow through on that premise and have real investments happening on our show. So it doesn't sound like an innovative idea, but it's made all the difference. All the difference, Fire Nation. And what I'm really taking from this, Josh, is the evolution. I mean, you had this idea and you started and you realized, hey, there's just not real follow through here. It doesn't quite feel real yet. What can we do to make it real? And that's okay, Fire Nation. You're not going to have it all figured out from day one. But Josh got the ball rolling. He saw the success. He saw the traction. He said, you know, this is a successful podcast by your average podcast standard. So there's obviously an audience out there for it. What can we do to bring it to the next level? What can we do to make this real? And he did just that. So Josh, that's my big takeaway, but what do you want to make sure our listeners get from that story? So I know that many of your past guests have, have really pushed this, but being willing to start and publish something that you know sucks. I have to admit, season one of the show, we did 50 episodes. 
I personally look back on those episodes and think, man, they suck. <laughs> Even though that was my second podcast. And before that, I had experimented with podcasting before. But it, I think at every stage, if you aren't building something where you think the thing before isn't that good, then you, then you aren't growing, right? But, but you have to be willing to, you can't go from you know step one to step 10. You have to start at step one. You have to be willing to suck in the beginning and you have to find a way to come to terms with that and you know keep pushing publish even though you aren't 100% happy with the results. And Fire Nation, that is the evolution of the entrepreneur. I mean, I look back and that's one reason why I love podcasting. I mean, it's all there. All of my past episodes are there and I sucked when I started. I mean, I look back at my first 150 and I still cringe. I mean, luckily the show was able to continue to move forward because I was able to bring on great guests who really carried the weight, but Fire Nation, you're not going to be great when you start. Michael Jordan did not make the first foul shot that he took. Tiger Woods did not hit a hole in one the first time he swung a golf club. These people had to evolve by practicing, by doing that thing. Now, Josh, here we are in 2017, and you've got some traction. Things are working. Things are not working. What are you most fired up about today? We've started to get feedback from the show that just came out. And so I am so passionate now People are like, we love the direction of the show. This is awesome. People are sharing it. Uh, it's getting featured all over the place. We're going to get featured in iTunes today, actually. Ooh. So that's crazy. Um, and so seeing that is just like finally getting feedback from customers is like, it's getting me fired up for the next episode. And like even even this morning, I was I was editing the next episode and have just like the creativity's firing. Um, my writing feels like, you know, like 10 times better because I'm getting that confidence from that feedback loop. And that to me, I'm actually to the point now where I'm starting to hang up things on my wall that inspire me to get me pumped every day. Uh, Cause by nature I'm pretty, I'm a pretty lazy guy. And so if I don't have that like motivation or those uh, that structure in place, those habits to really get me excited about what I'm doing each day, I just, I lose interest. And so I'm, I'm kind of high on the, the review cycle of, of, of people, uh, you know, telling me what I'm doing is meaningful and then it's making an impact on their life. And that's driving me. I'm actually looking at your feature right now. It is live in iTunes and there it is right Are there. Are you kidding me? It's, it's live as we speak. I'm looking at I it. Just, the pitch. I just checked it before you- uh, It's live, buddy. Before you went live. It's the it magic of EO Fire. I love oh, it. Oh my gosh. So I'm looking at it. It's front center um, and it, there's a little unicorn that kind of like goes in front of the moon. So can you kind of explain <laughs> that real quick? So that's like a, an inside joke for people who are interested in startups. Uh, these are billion-dollar valuated companies. Yeah. Uh, so Uber is going to be one. Uh, Facebook's going to be one. Airbnb. Um, there, there have been more and more of them lately. Um, but that's the kind of ultimate in the startup world. And uh, yeah, so that it's a little hint, a little throwback to people interested in startups that listen to our show. Well, Josh, I know you want to log into iTunes right now. Hold yourself back for the next five minutes because we're going to crush the lightning round as soon as we thank our sponsors. You know about the perks that come along with owning your own business, like financial freedom, being your own boss, and having more control of your time. But maybe you're just not sure where to start. All of this can be yours when you open a UPS store franchise. The UPS store has over 35 years of franchising experience and was just ranked the number four top franchise to own by Entrepreneur Magazine's 2017 Franchise 500 list. The UPS store offers stability, the support and reputation 
reputation of a world-renowned brand and a proven business model with all the trading and marketing support you need to make your entrepreneurial dream come true. Stores are available in large and small markets across the country, and their franchising experts will help you find a location that's just right for you. Plus, there's financing for those who qualify and special programs for military veterans. The time to promote yourself to business owner is now. Visit theupsstorefranchise.com slash fire to get started today. That's theupsstorefranchise.com slash fire. Starting your day off the right way is key to having lasting energy for the dozens of tasks and responsibilities you have. If you're a coffee addict, I've got news for you. Multiple cups of coffee throughout the day is not the way to go because you're still going to experience the afternoon crash. So what's the right way? Starting your day off with Organifi Green Juice. Organifi Green Juice is packed with 11 energy bumping superfoods and herbs, which means you'll get long lasting energy throughout the day without the crash. Plus, Organifi Green Juice tastes delicious. See for yourself. Visit Organifi.com and save 20% with promo code FIRE. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com, promo code FIRE. Josh, are you prepared for the lightning rounds? Let's do it. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Um, myself. I just never thought of myself as an entrepreneur. I took a college professor pushing me and saying, you, you have the gift, you should do it. I still didn't listen. Then a year later, I got fired from my accounting job when the economy went bad. And I was essentially forced uh, into entrepreneurship. And but I realized how good I was at it. And I haven't looked back. What's the best advice you've ever received? So it would be the thing on the wall uh, thing. But it's also from a book, which I already mentioned. So I'll, I'll skip that one. But, um, you know, the the promotional stuff, the reviews on the wall, the stuff to get you fired up. But for me, it would be actually doing something small every single day that feeds into your goals. And it's from a book that I read um, called The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. And it just, his, the whole theory behind the book is the difference between someone who lives a massively successful life at the end of 50 or 60 years of you know career is the little tiny things that they do every single day. It's not the big stuff, it's the little stuff. Have you followed that book up with The Compound Effect? No, I have not, but I will definitely check it out. Put it on the to-do list. It's a must follow up to that. What's a personal habit that contributes to your success? I try to do the same thing every morning when I wake up. Uh, I work out. I look at the inspirational things on my wall. I try to get fired up for the day. Um, but then other than that, there's one key thing that I lately I've been doing. I will send an email to someone I don't know every single day. And it's to build my network outside of my local area for my show. I need a network in San Francisco. And so every day I try to email somebody I don't know. I don't use social media mm. for this. I email somebody and try to, you know, strike up a conversation and create a, create a relationship. Share an internet resource like Evernote with Fire Nation. There's a new website just launched called youjustneedspace.com. And what it does is it uses neuroscience to help break you of the things you're addicted to on your phone, the apps like Facebook or Twitter, the things you check way too often each day. And what it is, it's a bridge between that app you need to spend less time on and it's an icon on your phone that you hit it and it just pauses for a second, almost like it's loading the app for a really long time and it just says, breathe, breathe. <laughs> and it's like five or 10 seconds, but it's supposed to uh, essentially slow down that loop of instant gratification and kind of wean you off of these apps you're addicted to. 
Josh, let's end today on fire with a parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. So you should definitely check out the show, thepitch.fm, or in iTunes at The Pitch, uh, or reach out to me on Twitter at Josh Muccio. Love all of that. And the parting piece of guidance. Embrace your weaknesses. The more I face them and more I come to understand them, the more I can actually become stronger knowing them and find ways to work around them and fill your life with the people that can help augment those areas that you're weak. Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with, and you've been hanging out with JM and JLD today, so keep up the heat. And head over to eofire.com. Just type Josh in the search bar, and his show notes page will pop up with everything that we've been talking about today. Best show notes in the biz, Fire Nation, timestamps, links galore. And of course, head over to the pitch.fm to check out that podcast that is currently being featured in iTunes. And Josh, thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks so much, John. Hey, Fire Nation. Hope you enjoyed our chat with Josh today. And productivity, discipline, and focus are my three greatest strengths, and they can be yours too. Simply visit themasteryjournal.com and master all three skills in 100 days, and I'll catch you there, or I'll catch you on the flip side. Start your day off right with Organifi Green Juice. Visit Organifi.com and save 20% with promo code FIRE. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com, promo code FIRE.